What's up? It's hello, the, hello. It is the Made Me Watch podcast. Are you ready to run it? I suppose. I'm Leah. I'm Bryant. And today we're going to talk about McMafia. Yep. Why did we pick McMafia? Because it's badass. And because Waco sucked. Yeah, Waco was terrible. Couldn't make it through the first 15 minutes of the episode. I was out. I woke up as the end credits were rolling and was like, well, on to the next one. Yeah, it was bad. I deleted all six episodes without finishing the first one. I was really upset, though, because I love Supergirl. She was in it. I loved a lot of the actors. I had heard really good things. And nope, nope, nope. Well, you win some, you lose some. McMafia is a winner. I enjoyed is it. it. It is. Yeah. It's it's about a, a Russian guy. Or he's Russian born and English raised and he's he's the son of a mafia boss. And he's worked really hard to legitimize himself and kind of restore the family name because his his father and his uncle got exiled from Russia and now he's kind of like a hedge fund manager in England. Yeah. And he's like this young hot shot up and coming guy who but who's, super polite super james bondy yeah he's super family oriented it's it's uh they make him seem like he's a like he's a saint right? he's the mafia family one son that always tries to go tries to go straight even though they didn't really like say that that's kind of the vibe i got but they totally just played him up to be that like i'm doing everything because People think Russians are bad, and I need to prove that I'm not actually Russian, even though I am, but I'm kind of not, because I was raised in boarding school in London. Right. And in the meantime, his dad is super depressed, because all he wants to do is go back to the motherland. All of his assets were seized um, by the government. All of his businesses, his money, his, everything. his land, everything. And they're they're exiled to England, and the father is having a really hard time with it, and it you know he's he's mental over the whole thing, right? Yeah, they have this chilling, reoccurring scene. I think it first happens like right away, where he's constantly getting drunk and going to the roof, and it's like that's yeah. not a good thing. Yeah, he tries to commit suicide twice within the first two episodes. So he's he's a real stable individual. Alex is played by James Norton, and he's I think he does a really good job bringing the character to life because he it, there's a lot of depth to Alex, right? At, at times you can tell what he's thinking, at times you really can't. And he has he's he gives that look that you know I may be hiding something that that you don't that you don't know. Like I know something that you don't know. He always thing. looks troubled. Like, he always looks like the world is on his back and that he might just flip the fuck out. Yeah, I think that's what we're leading up to. And AMC is notorious for very slowly rolling out their series. Terribly slowly. I haven't really watched an AMC show. I watched a little bit of Breaking Bad, but every other thing I've watched, I've stopped watching within the first, like, half episode because of how slow, pain, painfully slow their shows are. Yeah, and we get it. You know, at the end, it speeds up and everybody's interested and everybody and their mom is talking about the finale. And, and But it's just it's just too slow. I'm an FX guy. Sons of Anarchy, where they hit it hard, they hit it fast, and they hit it constantly. That's, my, that's what keeps my attention. But this one's a little bit different. I thought it was really cool because Alex is, is a hedge fund manager. 
Mm-hmm. Right? So his office, he's got, he, he runs the deal. So he's, he's the boss and he's sitting in the office. He's a super young guy, which is kind of, which kind of gives him a little bit more credibility. And he works in a glass office. That's kind of typical for hedge funds, I feel like. I don't know. Every hedge fund movie I've seen, they've all had glass offices. Except for the big, big boss, which actually was the woman who walked in um, a couple times to, like, check in with him. One of the interesting parts of him at work and why they showed it was the Russian hackers. Uh, Apparently, Russian hackers had tanked some stocks. And because at one point, Alex had a Russian surname... People are blaming him and his fund. Yeah, he's he's under investigation because of his well, he's not even under investigation. Tanked. He was rumored to be under investigation, and that oh, caused right. an investigation. That's right. That's right. It's a real real cutthroat business world that they're that they're living in. Right there's there's the Israeli guy that's constantly trying to take down the guy from Mumbai. Right, and then the mm-hmm. guy from Mumbai has the police in his pocket. And he's funneling heroin through through Mumbai, and then the the Egyptian guy wants to cut in on his import and export and crack down on the police officer that's super corrupt in Mumbai, right? And it's just this it's just this web of high level offense and defense business. Yeah. So all of that is what happens with Alex after he gets involved with his uncle. Because before the Russia investigation, right. before the hacking, Alex just has this like super British girlfriend who I can't stand, by the way. Yeah, there's a couple things that I'm confused about. I got some questions. I have a lot of questions. But you got this girlfriend and he's just making money and living the life and taking care of his mom and dad like a, a good son does and um, trying to get a sister to grow up, which I don't know. She's... A very throwaway character. You know, the uncle is like his favorite uncle, his favorite person in the family. And even though he knows his uncle's a little shady, he loves him. And his uncle is constantly trying to get in to his business and to get Alex involved in helping his uncle's friends. Right. And the friends are shady as fuck. And so when Alex here or when it's heard that Alex is under investigation, a lot of his investors pull and he meets with a guy who says, you know, I'll invest in your company if I have partial ownership and you change the name, Yeah, which is something that I will never understand. Like you watch Bar Rescue or any of those shows and people, the consultants that come in and be like, your name has a bad reputation, change the name. I never understand the push not to. It's like, yeah, okay, but everything entitled to that name is bad. Change it. Right. But Alex is, you know, he's just like, no, I'm standing my ground. I'm not changing my name. I'm not doing this. I'm not going to be bullied. It's like, dude, change your name. Save your fund. Ultimately, he he pulls it off and he doesn't have to change his name and he doesn't have to have that guy invest in his company. But he's his uncle's in, involved in some really shady business deals. And that's how he pulls off not having to change his name is because the uncle gets involved and it's like, no, no, I swear, this guy is totally legitimate. And within three seconds from meeting him, I looked him up. The actor, I swear to God, has been the bad guy in every movie I've seen. Yeah. He, he looks like the bad guy. He looks looks like the person who would be shady he's that unassuming super smart professor that's an evil genius that secretly like 
has kind of bodies in the basement yeah. and is trying to clone people. Sure. But he, the, the Israeli guy that we're referring to, is he's playing that, that crazy level of, I need to sink my competitors and I have a grudge against this guy, so you need to help me do this over here. And I thought it was interesting how he slow played Alex I into like working for him. I just um, kind of asked him the question of like, as a banker, how would you do this? And Alex answers and then says, but I'm not involved. And he goes, oh, okay. Yeah. Give it 10 minutes. Right. And it didn't even take all that much explanation for Alex to get on board with what exactly was happening. Because in in that first episode, the uncle gets murdered, right? In front of Alex. In front of Alex. And they so, try to kill him, too. Right. And and it's it's a, it's a situation where he's he's mentally fucked, you know? Yeah, he's going through surviving, getting murdered himself, almost. And then watching his uncle die in front of him and watching, I think, somebody else in the house die, too. The maid just got knocked out but watching all of that while he's going to talk to his uncle to confront his uncle about being behind the russian hacker myth of you know he found out basically that his uncle was to blame for the investigation he is under and that was all a ploy right to get him to be forced to help out his uncle's friend right and you know eventually they do and the i guess the essence of the arrangement is that alex is going to use his financial knowledge to shuffle around and to be a money launderer and launder some money um the and one thing about that scene where the uncle gets murdered that stuck out to me is why did nobody have a gun that's a good that's a good point they murdered him with a caviar knife. Guns are traceable. Still, I don't know. I guess I just am too used to like I, East Coast Mafia. <laughs> I, I was thinking about it, and that's a really specific way that they murdered him, right? They First, they slit both of his wrists, and then they, they went for his throat. Right. So I, the first half of that makes me think that they were trying to make it look like it was a suicide, right, by slitting the wrists. But they all but then also why would you... beat the shit out of him because he fought back. Yeah. So as a countermeasure, that doesn't really work when someone's got bruises on so their then face. Why, so then why would you waste the time slitting the wrists instead of just going straight for the throat? I don't know. That didn't make sense to me either. The only thing I can think of was that like whoever ordered the hit requested it or whatever. I'm sh- maybe probably not. I was going to say I'm sure we'll find out later, but I actually think they'll just dump that storyline. <laughs> Well, it's it's the ignition point for the 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 moves that Alex is making. It makes a good sound bad. Yeah, I mean sometimes you you gotta blur the lines to to get to be effective and get what you need. And you know Alex is doing it. The one thing, one question that I had was, what is the deal with the Russian girl that gets sold to insurgents? Oh, you're jumping so far ahead. That's fine. I have lots of questions about that, but I have to go back to one thing that happened during Boris's murder. Go for it. So when Boris gets murdered, one of the guys says something in Russian. Alex overhears it. He locks himself in like Boris's creepy ass basement of fun or whatever and calls his mom. And when he calls his mom, the, someone's at the door and he's yelling at his mom. Don't answer it. Don't answer it. Don't answer it. Go here. Go here. Do this. I didn't get that whole thing. But he's yelling at his mom to get into hiding because they're there to kill her and the husband. Right. Why the fuck didn't he call his sister? Further proof she's a throwaway character. Not once. <laughs> <laughs> like they tried to kill him. They tried to kill. They did kill Boris. They were going after the mom and the dad. You bet your ass they're going to go after the sister too. 
Yeah, but that's no, a good thought. Couldn't be bothered. Wait th- As being a younger sister, that bothered me that he didn't care to call his sister. After Boris was killed, the Russian-Israeli dude, we'll just call him the professor, the professor came back and visited Alex and was like, this is what happened. This is who killed your uncle. This is why your uncle was killed. I can help you get back at him. Here's my business card. And then the business card had a SIM card attached to it. Because that's not shady. Right? You know he's making moves when he just hands you a SIM card and says, Here, put this in your phone. This is to keep you safe. He didn't say put it in your phone. He said, This is to keep you safe. Use it when you need it. And then when Alex finally uses it, he's like, I'll be there in an hour. If I was in danger, I don't (laughs) want to give you an hour to save my life. No. I kind of need that right now. Yeah. And that's when Alex goes down to the rabbit hole. And going back to your comment about, this is about when they started editing in this girl who went, I don't even know where she was going. That was never clear either. She just got off an airplane. She was going to Egypt. Is that what it was? Yeah. She she was like going on vacation or something. And she was supposed to meet some woman. Yeah. And when she said, oh, I'm here to meet so-and-so, basically they probably promised her a fake modeling gig. She got on the plane, thought she was going to go like model for some company. Right. And they kidnapped her ass. Yeah. She got human trafficked. <laughs> she got human trafficked on the 405. I mean, that's probably what happens to human traffic. sorry, that's not a joke. Anyway. They end up on the 405 for the rest of their life. But, yeah, that's what happened. And that was weird. And they kept cutting in that story, and I don't know why. Yeah, there's more to come for her, but... I, I from what I got, she's 24. She's from Russia. I also spent a majority of the first episode thinking that was the sister. I thought so too. I was like, is that the sister or the girlfriend? Because I don't really remember what either of them looked like, and it could be either or. And then when she started talking, and she was very obviously Russian, I'm like, oh, it's the sister. And then the sister showed up in a scene next to her brother, and I'm like, oh, now I'm confuzzled. It's a. It's interesting. It's a good show. Um, do, 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 do. It took about 45 minutes into the season premiere for someone to finally make a McDonald's reference. What? Did you miss that? A, McDo- a McDonald's reference? Yeah, because it's called McMafia. They made the comment about being in a McMafia a couple times. They were, like, refusing to acknowledge the McDonald's thing. And then the creepy businessman was just like, do you know the difference between McDonald's and Burger King? You don't remember this? No. I seriously think we watched two different shows. It's totally possible. But, yeah, they finally made the McDonald's reference, and that was when the Israeli professor was trying to get Alex in even more and trying to get him to, like, believe in the cause. Yeah. Because he's like, I want to be like McDonald's and be everywhere and rule the world and make all my money illegally. Yeah. Well, he the way that he sold them on, or sold Alex on that, is the is because Alex was looking for revenge for his uh, for his brother's or his uncle's death, right? Right. And he sold it to him as this is a way that you can get your revenge without having to leave your desk, which and, and we can slow play it. You just have to be patient, which he is. But, and the first that we watched both episodes that have aired. The first episode ends with. Alex being summoned by the dude that he suspects killed his uncle to Versailles. And it ends with the question of, you know, Alex is basically saying, my dad doesn't know I'm here. He's a crazy old man. Don't kill him too. He He basically pleads for his life. Yeah, he has nothing to do with this. Leave us alone. 
you know, we've gone straight. It was just my crazy uncle Boris that was still involved. And the guy turns to him and goes, do you know what this hall is? This is the hall of peace. This is the hall of war. Where do you want to go first? And it ended, which I thought was a really excellent way to end the first episode. And for the record, when we go to Versailles, I want to go to the hall of war first. Cool. Let's go. Okay. So the second episode starts. It was similarly... Sim- I haven't even drinking and I can't say anything. I can't even, haven't even drinking. Drinking. You inventing words again? Yep. So the second episode, like I said, it started off the same way, kind of slow, kind of um, disjointed, confusing with the cast characters, still trying to figure out who everyone is and what the fuck is going on with the human trafficking but the thing that bothered me most about the second question the second episode is that question that the first episode was asked was a never answered or b even mentioned and in fact they never really acknowledged that he had this meetup so he's officially a money launderer now um he's done a couple transactions yeah he's done a couple transactions he's officially dipped his toe in illegalness and goes back to his dad being clinically depressed. Definitely just thinks everything will be fixed if he goes back to Russia, which I don't understand. Who then attempts suicide by jumping off of the roof. Right. And then Alex asks... How does this... How does this th- see, this is the kind of thing that I'm talking about. How does this guy attempt suicide so many times and fail? Well, I mean, easily. But he jumped off of a roof. He, but he didn't. He tried to jump off a roof. And fell onto the balcony one floor below. So he's just really... How, how does a mafioso... That's that's a word. If that's a thing. That's a thing. How does a mafioso... Well, first off, he's very drunk. Secondly, things happen the way they happen. I mean, he has access to guns. They show it in one scene. But I don't know. So when his dad's in the hospital with the suicide attempt, Alex asks his dad about the Israeli professor. And his dad says... He's essentially a cobra. Like, he's a snake. Like, be careful if you just don't interact with him. It's like, too late. But what I don't get is, why didn't Alex ask about the guy suspected of killing his uncle? They're all Russian expats. And the dude suspected of doing it still lives in Russia. Why not just say, well, what do you know about this guy? And see if he says anything. That was weird to me. You can get some good information that way. And then Alex goes to Prague to help close a deal. There's some weird Russian puppy auction that I'm still very confused by. No, that was a dog show. The dogs weren't for sale. The 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 dog was named after that other that other mob boss, right? That other right. mafia boss, and it was it was like a joke, right? Like making him out to be a joke. But the dog was also a two time champion, right? So he was a champion show dog. Oh. And he went to the show and walked up to his rival and said, "Is this dog that is my namesake?" And then basically just punked him for the dog. He offered him money. The guy said he's not for sale. And he goes, then for a gift. Because if you named if you named a dog after me, you totally intended on it being a gift. And he just snatches the leash from him. Oh, I didn't get that. The show had a lot of subtitles. And as though I watch most TV with closed captioning, I have a tendency to space out. And so when it's subtitles, I tend to forget that they're speaking in a different language sometimes. And it's couple minutes have gone by before i looked up and was like oh shit they're speaking russian yeah it definitely requires your attention to follow along with this one but if you pay attention you're gonna be entertained i 
wish the next episode would drop tonight so that I could watch it, but alas, it is not. Yeah, and then there's the whole thing where they go to, I don't know, wherever they went. Well, Prague, that's what I said, yeah. They go to Prague and meet with a business guy who wants nothing to do with Alex and the professor. and Because he's afraid of taking on the Russians. Because he's afraid of taking on the Russians. And Alex realizes that the guy's, like handler essentially that he gets stuck sitting next to is actually the brains of the operation so when alex is leaving to go back to london he tells the guy i think we can do business with you if you're interested let us know and then that night the same night that alex's dad ends up in the hospital that dude is pushed off a roof and killed right and then they call it a suicide so the parallels there were interesting there's there's a lot going on in this show and I think that's part of the reason why I'm not sure if I'm going to keep watching because there's just too much underlying story. Well, they're, they're setting it up and it's it's funny because what we said at the beginning of the episode about how what we didn't like about AMC shows. Being slow and setting it's, up. It's setting you up for something big, but it seems like the buildup of this wave that they're creating is going to be a massive peak and it's going to be a massive captivating wave. That's the, that's the general vibe that I'm getting from it because i i want another episode and i'm i'm thirsty for a show like this right sons of anarchy was was the greatest show of my lifetime you know in your opinion in my opinion the one that was i guess the most uh important and interesting right but i've been that's kind of been a void in my tv viewing experience i'm hoping that mcmafia doesn't go off the rails and let me down i have this thing with mcmafia where i think it's going to it can go two ways right it can somewhat start to build and turn into a great show like sense of anarchy which i actually did enjoy but i don't think it's like the most important show um and i actually didn't finish it either but i also think it can go towards lost Anytime that a show has so many storylines from the get and so many confusing family dynamics and confusing relationships and things like that, I start to get the feeling like the writers got a little lost. Like they have A, B, and C planned out for the season, right? Yeah. If this wasn't running on the time frame that it's running, it would be A would be the season premiere, B would be sweeps and mid-season break. And C would be the finale. This is like turning into a spring, summer run. But I don't, with how much is going on in this show, I feel like it's just going to get very convoluted. It already started is. Two episodes in, you have this weird human trafficking angle where it ends up being that the the professor is the one doing the human trafficking to talk to his business friends. But it's just all weird. And then you have the girlfriend who's a throwaway character that he's lying to, probably going to end up getting killed. Then you have the sister who's definitely going to die. And her boyfriend who happens to be black and the the dad isn't too happy about that and it's just all very weird and there's just too much going on i think i'll probably watch a few more episodes but i have a feeling this is going to be a show that i get frustrated with because there's no stable line for me it was like juggling holy shits it's like holy shit the uncle just got killed holy shit the dad just tried to commit suicide holy shit he's about to transfer a lot of money Holy shit! This Egyptian guy's doing a lot of doing a lot of crazy shit. Holy shit! That other Russian guy just jacked his dog. Holy shit! That was really gangster. Holy shit! This is crazy. Holy shit! This is a good show. That's I'm like juggling a hundred holy shits at one time. 
See, and I think because just, you know, we talked about this a little bit, but we talked about this off mic more that me and Bryant watched this show at the same time and we both have very, very different ideas of how the show went down. But I think this is just a different way of watching TV because you're more looking for the immediate distraction, right? You're more looking for the big bang and the... Well, my, my ADD is just so like popping off. It's, it's like a strobe light right. going off in my head, right? And this appeals to that because I can string it all together, you know, as it's popping off. So over here, like, I spent the most time out of all of it thinking about what what the hell was up with the human trafficking angle. But the the rest of the show, it it jumps around a lot, but it's it's like it's entertaining with each jump. So you're you're constantly connecting dots and connecting who's with who and why this is happening and how this is going to affect things over here. And I find his dad to be rather distracting. I think that his dad is isn't going to be a character that lasts very long, but right, emotionally he's going to be a he's going to be a driver for for Alex because I think that might be Alex's breaking point. Right. And we have yet to see that because we're only two episodes in. But judging by his reaction to his uncle's death, which happened right in front of him, and his father continually attempting suicide, whether his father is murdered or attempts suicide again and is successful, is uh, remains to be seen. But I think that that's going to emotionally drive Alex to kind of toe the edge of, of what he finds right and moral. Yeah, this show actually reminds me a lot of a show that was on USC USC Jesus Christ a show that was on USA burn notice kind of reminds me of that with the action scenes and the complicated family slash character interactions but I loved burn notice and part of the reason that I loved burn notice was beginning middle and end yeah it it followed a format and I feel like this show is Beginning, middle, 10 years ago, side note, ps.com, like just <laughs> all over the place and totally makes sense with your ADHD that you would be in. Cause me, I'm just like, you know, no, like organize this. And I, I found myself somewhat rewriting it in my head where like, if they showed this here, yeah, you wouldn't be wondering as much, but the story would make so much more sense. And I'm... Part of the reason why I don't think I'm going to keep watching, but I know I am going to at least watch one or two more episodes, is because I don't think the story is ever going to make sense. I think I think it will make sense. I think that you're going to have to invest, or I'm going to have to invest into it to keep keep following along. Like it doesn't seem like one of those shows where you can really miss an episode, um, especially not at this stage in the game. Doesn't seem like one of those shows where you can really miss a minute. That's and that's the whole point. That's what makes it super exciting. And but for me, my my biggest I guess my my biggest thing with it is that although it's constantly popping and it's const, something's constantly happening, you can't predict what's going to happen next. When yeah, you organize, I, have some I mean, when you organize that, when you organize the show the way that you're kind of describing it to me, I can I can spot the ending five minutes into the into the show. I disagree because Sons was organized more the way that I'm describing. They had little and and so was Burn Notice. They had little nuggets of information that when you finish the series or watch a bunch of it, you'll see those nuggets like, oh, that happened in whatever. And now that weird comment that she made makes sense because of this. Right. 
But bringing it back to Lost, which again, was not a show I watched, but everybody else did and you heard about it, whether you watched it or not, I feel like this is more like Lost, where they just keep, you know, oh, well, we've got this going on and we've got this going on. We've got this going on. And you just pay attention. It'll all make sense. And then it doesn't. And, you know, we had brought up earlier about who wrote it and we looked it up. I would have not been surprised if somebody who worked on Lost worked on this show. Because it's getting me that same vibe when I've watched one episode of Lost. It's giving me that same vibe. And I don't want to watch a TV show that I write myself. I I want it to be, have a congruent storyline. I want it to have a logical storyline. You can have the the action and the here, there, and everywhere. But have the story make sense. And so far, you're more confused than anything. Yeah. You know the basics. You know the synopsis, right? Like, you read me the synopsis because I never read it. And you know the synopsis. And watching the first two episodes, you know a little bit more about the characters. And, like, you know, we've made guesses that the dad's going to die, the sister's going to die. We've made guesses. But we don't really know much about any of the characters besides Alex. True. And I have a feeling the rest of the series is going to be like that as well. That it's going to be mostly on Alex and everything around him and everything stupid he's doing. And everyone else is going to be a peripheral character. And I can't really get into those shows because I like the characters. I I watch TV based on characters. And the best way to have a great character is to have that character connecting with other characters. I mean, USA did a wonderful uh, commercial, I guess couple years ago where they did their whole branding for that network based on characters are here and at the time they were completely on point they had psych they had monk they had interesting intriguing characters and i think this show the characters are going to be peripheral and the only character that's going to be interesting is going to be alex and that gets boring because like to bring back up sons Sons had a great group of dynamic characters. Yeah, Jax was the focal point, but there was quite a time where Jax was just annoying. (laughs) And you found yourself focusing more on everybody around him. And this show lacks that. But I'm going to watch more. And you're going to watch the whole thing. You're sucked. I'm in. You're sucked in. They own you. Sure, for now. If it flies off the rails, I bail. That's my other problem. It's very easy. I get invested, I can't bail. Look at some of the shows I've watched. I've been... Watching them for 13 seasons. There's just way too much content out there to to allow yourself to be handcuffed like that. No. I have a very, well, I guess it's part of my attention span thing, but I have a yeah. very, very, very short fuse on patience with certain shows, especially when it's on regular network TV, because they've got, you know, they've got the money. And when they produce a bad show or they they take a lame, cheesy route when it with the writing, then then I'm out. I mean, I watched Daredevil season two, so clearly when I get stuck, I get stuck. Truth. So. But anyway, it was a good one. It was. I like it. So, anyway, thank you guys for listening. Japan, Tokyo specific, <laughs> what up? And Episode shout out to Japan for being the most downloaded place we have in the world. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I was <laughs> I was telling one of my coworkers um, about our podcast and... He was. He asked me who, you know, where people listen to, you know, where like who listens to us, right? And I don't really know. We just get the numbers and where you know, we we just get the downloads and where the downloads are coming from, right? Um, but we're getting some love overseas, which is greatly appreciated. Um, thank you guys for listening. Social media. We need love, guys. 
find us on Facebook, Instagram, MySpace, and Twitter. Nobody's on MySpace. Come on now. I mean, let's bring MySpace back. It's a banned website now. Is it really? Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go to MySpace right now and check that out because it's been that long. Anyway, check us out. Social media. Give us a shout out. Make, give us a recommendation of you know what you think we should cover, what you're watching, um, because her, Leah and I tend to get into these groups where we wa- only watch things that we are interested in, um, but I'm pretty open-minded to what, what I watch as long as it's not a housewife show. And or Unreal. He wouldn't watch Unreal. That's it. So, so thanks, e- guys. If you guys want, you can email us at mademewatchthis at gmail.com. Um, our Instagram is mademewatchthis. Nope, it's not. Our Instagram is... Our Instagram is mademewatch. Our Twitter is mademewatchpod. Our Facebook is a page called mademewatch and... Has all of our links. And then also, as usual, I post the links in the show notes as well. But yeah, definitely go on to our Facebook page or send us an email. Tell us what to watch. Tell us what you love, what you hate, all those things. Rate, review, and subscribe. We would really, really appreciate it. Bryant, do you have anything to add before we close out? Oh my god, I just found my MySpace. Oh my god. It's been real. It's been fun. And it's been real fun. Okay, bye bye